0: hello and welcome to the iron soldier podcast i'm so excited for today's conversations but let me first introduce myself my name is first lieutenant scott klein i'm originally from chicago and i am mobilized uh, from the u.s army reserve and supporting Operation Ironclad, and I know we'll discuss that shortly in today's conversation. But first I wanna mention that when I arrived here on Fort Bliss, I have been absolutely blown away by the resources, the people that I've met, and the diversity of Team Bliss. We know that many of our listeners are soldiers, family members, retirees, civilians, that again, are members of Team Bliss. But as this conversation will be public, and we are excited, so excited to share a lot about what's going on here on this beautiful installation that we call home. Fort Bliss has been home to units winning America's battles since 1849, and that drives us to further cement our role in history for generations to come. We are the largest installation in FORCECOM, the second largest in the Army, and the leading power projection platform for our joint force. Our training areas allow us to fire all weapon systems from pistol to missile, and we are focused on winning wherever we are called on to serve. And that's because of the people that join me across this table. And uh, before we get into that conversation, a shout out to our hosts and our friends here at MWR uh, for hosting our conversations. They are uh, the fun people here on Ford Bliss, and they host so many great events, programs, resources. And I strongly encourage you to look up Ford Bliss MWR. W.R., on Facebook, on the web to find out about an upcoming event across this installation. So I've been very excited for today's conversation because uh, some of you listening may know I am dual-hatted here on uh, on Team Bliss, and I work very, very closely with the Religious Support Office and with the gentleman that is across from me, and that is Mr. Mike McCarthy. So Mr. McCarthy, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Iron Soldier.
1: Well, Thanks for having me, sir. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. So I love to get to know the person behind the microphone and learn a little bit about the, uh, your personal background, and what brought you here onto team bliss and, uh, and what do you do?
1: All right. All right. sir um, so I'm actually originally from, uh, from upstate New York, right? So I'm the, the oldest of eight children, uh, joined the army when I was uh, 16 years old, right? Uh, Stepped in 17 basic training, turned 18 in basic training, um, and then uh, spent 21 years uh, in the in the Army as a, as a tanker. Um, so I ended up retiring in 2012, right here at Fort Bliss. Um, I was the uh, uh, G3 training in um, So it was a long and, and, and distinguished career, after which my intention was to be a high school English teacher. That's really what I wanted to be. So my bachelor's degree was in English with the concentration in writing. Um, and say the universe, God as we know him, whoever it was, had a different plan for me. <laughs> and so that didn't end up working out for me. Um, and so in 2016, I ended up becoming a director of religious education on, uh, on Fort Bliss. Um, very fortuitous. I'm uh, working on my master's degree right now in uh, catechesis and evangelization. So that's kind of a Big words in, in the Catholic community for, uh, religious education. <laughs> um, so that's where I, I got my start here on, uh, on Fort Bliss that's incredible and thank you for that distinguished uh service
0: uh and uh i know so many people that have come here to uh telepaso to, to fort bliss and frankly have never left so uh so it's uh it is addictive for sure and um certainly you must feel very at home uh with the armor community uh on uh, on fort bliss but uh diving into your uh to your to your role again as director of religious education i'll say this i know my chaplain i know my religious support nco um but you work as you just mentioned a moment ago in the religious support office what is that office and how does that affect me
1: that's a really great question, sir. And actually, you know, the religious support office. Um, I remember in the, those twenty-one years in the in the military, I had no idea. When you hear RSO, especially in the armor community, you think range safety officer, right? Um, <laughs> that's kind of where our, our mind goes. So the the religious support office, right, is headed up by the garrison chaplain, um, and. Its job is really to plan, develop, execute, and assess uh, religious support across the entire installation, um, and so you know ultimately to make sure that the senior commander's uh, master religious program is is uh, taking effect. Um, so. What the religious support office does is it maintains a uh, a, a list of very diverse religious resources um, that we can and we can leverage uh, the chaplain corps assets. Um, to research and support spiritual readiness practices, right? Uh, it's both broken down into some sections, right? So we have the resource management section. Those are the money people, right, who control all our, our monetary resources. Uh, the family life chaplain, who is unique because he provides counseling, not just for families, right, but for individuals and, and children as well. Um, and then we have the religious education section, which is where where I work. Um, and then we have the community chaplain who kind of oversees all of the different uh, religious communities on on Fort Bliss so that's essentially uh, the religious support office in a nutshell
0: a busy office a busy operation i know we'll talk in a couple of minutes about uh the diversity as we said a moment ago of the resources that are available across the religious community and religious preferences of soldiers uh and that uh that makes fort bliss a very very strong religious support office indeed so uh but a really important question because we know that uh the senior mission commander here on on fort bliss uh major general sean bernabe he, he has said many many times that his top priority in line with the chief of staff of the army is people first so he's made operational ironclad his number one priority so how is religious education and that that role that you've spent the past bunch of years working how does it tie in into what is the the number one priority of uh, of the uh, commanding general here on Fort plus
1: right so i know that the uh, operation ironclad right is aimed at, at uh you know Combating uh, the three corrosives, right, that have ingrained themselves in our, our culture here on Fort Bliss, and uh, those are, you know, sexual harassment, and sexual assault, suicide, and extremism, right? Um, and so, the the words that are used in, in expressing this desire to change are often used. You know, we would need to change the culture. Um, and culture is based on values, right? And so what we want to do is we want to change the values of, of people. Um, and so, you know, there was a guy by the name of Don Soderquist, who was the former COO uh, of Walmart, um, who said when you have a, a values problem in, in an organization, um, y- what you can't do is you can't just make rules, right? Because th- the rules don't replace values. Um, and I think we, we had rules. right? Uh, and so now what we want to do is we want to, we want to kind of enforce the, the values. Um, And so, religious education is key and essential in in that practice. Uh, So, that uh, FM 7-22, right, the Holistic Health and and, and, uh, Fitness uh, Manual. It talks about uh, religious education. It says it calls it values uh, or belief or values based education, right? And that's religious education, teaching people about those values. Um, and that can take place either in, in groups, um, in individual study, um, in how we live, how we conduct ourselves, in, in just doing our job. Um, all of that can kind of take place uh, in, in those different uh, areas. So ultimately, it's very united and, and tied in with the, uh, the commander's intent. Um, Values, in essence, uh, are fences around our behaviors, right? So if we have our values in place, uh, our behaviors won't go outside of those. And so changing those values is key. And how do we do that? By having these values-based educational conferences when we think of the word religious education I think often uh, we kind of go toward you know religion but FM 7-22 makes it very clear that these values-based education is not just for religious groups right that even those people who don't associate with a religion or don't associate with uh, any religion at all um, uh, benefit from from that values-based uh training or education
0: absolutely you're touching on something really important and i've had that aha moment uh over the past year and realizing the role that uh, again chaplains and there's i mean the diversity of chaplains and we'll talk in a moment about the uh, about the classes resources prayer um opportunities that are available um but chaplains hold such an important role across all of the formations not just of the first armored division but all of the tenant units on uh, on fort bliss and it is values ethics and so on and i'll digress for a moment and just share that uh we recently uh had a uh, conversation with uh with a member of the nco uh leadership center of excellence and the uh the commandant um csm schmidt mentioned to me that uh uh, in Nekoko, in, uh, uh, which is such a sprawling campus here on Fort Bliss, there are only a couple of officers. One of those officers is the chaplain, and the chaplain is also their uh, their subject matter expert on ethics and values. So uh, certainly very, very important, and that's, that's a great answer, uh, Mr. McCarthy. Thank you very, very much. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the classes, programs offered to soldiers, family members, civilians, and retirees of all faiths and backgrounds. As you know, I... Uh, Uh, I have a front row seat to uh, to seeing some of that diversity. But let's talk about what what's on the calendar on the average week across the uh, the 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 chapels on Fort Bliss.
1: Right. So there is a very, uh, very diverse group of programming across the across the board. All right. So here on Fort Bliss, you know, we'll start with the Sunday, right? First day of the week. Um, And so, you know, we have our our gospel service over at uh, 180 Chapel uh, that starts at 830. Right. So they have a beautiful service. Uh, They also do some uh, some Bible studies during the week uh, on Wednesday that are virtual, right? So even if you can't get there, you're fully welcome to participate in those, right? Um, so we have the virtual Bible studies provided by the uh, the gospel service. Um, we have a, a group called the Navigators, right? Which is a non-federal entity that comes in. Uh, they operate within our, our chapel community uh, and they conduct Bible studies during the week too. Um, that, you know, people are, they're in person, uh, but people are more than welcome just to, to come. They're really kind of non-denominational. so. Um, very comfortable, uh, very geared toward toward the young adult crowd. Um, for uh, the women, right, we have our our Catholic women of the chapel uh, who meets on Fridays at, at nine o'clock in the morning over at the religious activity center. So it's uh, Building 448 and 449 over on West Bliss. Um, we have the PWC, or right, the Protestant women of the chapel, uh, who meet on Thursdays at nine o'clock. Um, both of those groups, CWC and PwC, uh, provide a myriad of, of book studies, right, and, and a lot of resources uh, for wives of soldiers and for, for active duty soldiers. Uh, so they're really great groups to get involved with. Even if you can't get there during the duty day, um, they provide resources, you know, across across the board for, for those folks. Um, on uh, Fridays at 11, th- well, I'm sorry, Monday through Friday at 1130, we have the Muslim uh, Noon Prayers, right? So they start at 1130. But the uh, Muslim Prayer Center, which is at Building 442 over in the Religious Activity Center, um, every day of the week, right? Open for our uh, our Muslim soldiers to come and pray. Uh, On Thursdays at uh, 1800 in Building 449, we have our uh, Buddhist services. which is really awesome small group, but we, they're, they're beautiful to work with. I had an opportunity uh, when uh, Chaplain Moore was here, our Buddhist uh, chaplain. Uh, we went out on a, uh, uh, it was like a week-long mission. <laughs> we went out and hiked around the mountains and, and did some, some beautiful stuff with the Buddhist community. It was really, really awesome. Um, on Thursday, I'm sorry, Wednesday evenings, we have the, uh, the Pagan Open Circle, right? So at 1900 in building 440, Um, And that's for Wiccans or or pagans to come and... and Uh, worship. Um, We have, of course, our growing Jewish community, right, so a little plug for you. Um, The community's done awesome. Um, Who also offers online classes, right, so we have the the Jewish Learning Institute, right, we have Schoolology for the the kids. Um, I know you run some mixed groups, adults, uh, classes during the week, um, all available. Uh, We have uh, online resources through uh, Formed, which the Chief of Chaplain's Office has purchased for the Army, uh, and also uh, a resource called Right Now Media. It's great for self-study um values-based training formed is for specifically for catholics um right now media is kind of non-denominational and some really awesome material on there um and then for our children right we have non-denominational programs like awana uh, which meets on wednesday evenings at at six o'clock uh club beyond who meets on tuesdays and thursday evenings at uh At uh, six o'clock, and both of those meet over in Building 449 and uh, and 440 in the Religious Activity Center on West Bliss. And then, of course, uh, we have the big once-a-year event of of Vacation Bible School, right? Uh, Which is going to be in January, July, rather. I'm sorry, July of this year. Um, So, a lot of different programs, a lot of opportunities, and uh, we certainly welcome new people all the time.
0: That is a jam-packed calendar. That is a jam-packed calendar, and that's why there is a religious support office to uh, uh, filled with some outstanding people, as you said a moment ago. Uh, folks taking care of the money, folks taking care of the uh, religious education. Uh, some great NCOs, some great, uh, some great chaplains uh, that are uh, that are making it all happen. And uh, I just want to touch on that for just a moment of the the chaplains across this installation. I've been fortunate to get to know uh, almost all of them. Uh, um, from the battalion, brigade, uh, even the division, and as you mentioned, the garrison chaplain and senior command chaplain, um, just some outstanding, outstanding people. And you mentioned the diversity of the services, and that's reflected in the people uh, that come here. And uh, ultimately, whether they're counseling soldiers and spending time, or again, uh, family, family life, um, uh, or in William Beaumont Army Medical Center, I mean, the, the chaplains are everywhere. And filling that role, not just around the religious pieces, of it um and not just teaching those classes but also just being that 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 person that anybody whether it's a family member or a soldier uh just you know wants to talk to and i'll tell you from leading one of the services as you mentioned here on fort bliss um there's has not been a single week that has gone by for for weeks now that somebody driving past um whether it's a uh, a contractor or a civilian driving past the chapel pops in and just wants to learn more um so i mean briefly i want to talk about the the chapels um on on the installation there are several and i know that they're they're spread out a little bit you mentioned um, the uh, the uh, I'm proud to uh to tell us services in in chapel three uh just tell us
1: about some of the some of the the, the buildings how many chapels are there in fort plus so there are well there's a, there's a lot I would have to go out and, and list them all I don't know that I give you a number off the top of my head so uh fairly easy to remember the first four because there' are chapels one through four right so, so you have uh, chapel one which is the liturgical Protestant chapel um I'm not it's building three three one I think over next to uh Building 449 of the the Religious Activity Center. Um, Then, of course, we have uh, Chapel 2, which is the Catholic Chapel. And that's on the corner of Han and Sheridan, uh, Building 1542. Um, So the Catholics meet there. Uh, It's actually probably one of the first places I've ever been on Fort uh, Fort Bliss that has a dedicated Catholic uh, chapel. I've never been anywhere else that had that. Um, We have the Jewish Chapel, Chapel 3, right, which is, you know, Uh, They've done a lot of work on that chapel, right? So that's... that's Fortunately, easy to recognize at the big menorah out (laughs) front. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And that's right off of uh, Cassidy, right? Um, And then Chapel 4, also known as Hope Chapel, uh, which is... uh, Gosh, they changed the name of the road and I don't remember what it is now off the top of my head. Uh, that's Bradley. Yeah, right, right. Bradley, Bradley Road. Um, and so, uh, Chapel Four. In that chapel, we have our Samoan service, right, which I didn't mention before. Uh, but it's a Samoan cultural service that meets on uh, on Sunday mornings. Um, beautiful service. You ever want uh, beautiful music? It's worth going to just listen to the music, if nothing else. Um, awesome. Phenomenal. Um, we have uh and then we have of course First Armored Division Chapel uh which is 11272 uh off the, the big street over on uh, on East Bliss. Um and those are the main chapels on post. And there's the um,
0: Sasma Chapel right, and we we also the William
1: have, Beaumont we, Chapel. Right, there's William Beaumont Chapel. And we also have a German Chapel for the the German I was going to ask about too. that. That's so interesting. Right? <laughs> yes. Um and which is a I was just looking at a picture of it this morning. Very very beautiful inside. right Outside, um it looks like an old you know kind of World War ii era era building, but inside phenomenally gorgeous um so these chapels are are uh, you can tell that the people who are in them love them right and that's that's a beautiful thing
0: yeah i'm gonna have to make a point of uh of, uh, during my time remaining here on Fort bliss, uh, visiting each and every one of the chapels. And I encourage all of our listeners to do that. Learn more. You don't need to to, the beautiful thing about, uh, army chaplaincy is you don't need to join a congregation. Um, and there's no membership. It's just pop in and, and so many good opportunities to learn. So, uh, wow, that's amazing. So many families that are part of team bliss may live off post or have situations that make coming in person scheduled events, maybe a little bit more challenging. You sort of touched on this, uh, before with some of the resources, are there opportunities for them to be, a,
1: uh, to be a part of some of the programming that's taking place? Absolutely. Um, so I know our, our gospel service and, and our Jewish services, uh, are running, uh, both in-person and virtual, uh, services, right? So you can participate in those services, um, or, uh, Bliss, uh, chapel community, uh, which is the, the, uh, Protestant, uh, community also does the, uh, the virtual presentation, uh, as well as the in-person, um, I know our USASMA, they don't do it as often in our, our chapel, chapel One community, they don't do it as often. I think they do it like a t- two Sundays of the month. Um, they do virtual uh, uh, services as well. Um, a lot of the religious education we talked about through the gospel offers, and, and I know you guys offer, are virtual and in-person. Um, and we have those uh, individual studies for the formed for Catholics, uh, right now media for pretty much everybody, <laughs> right? Uh, awesome. Uh, uh, resources and we have the Jewish learning Institute, right? Which is a awesome resource, you know, going through that with you in the, the last uh, session, I, I learned a lot that I didn't know before. Right. Um, and also that, uh, that schoolology for our, our Jewish children, right. To, to learn.
0: And I, by the way, I have to give a shout out to the McGregor uh, Chapel as well, um, which again is somewhat far removed and many, uh, many folks tuning in may not be aware of this, but there is a phenomenal resource for the tens of thousands of soldiers that are deploying and redeploying through Fort Bliss. Many of them spending time out in the field, uh, out at the ranges, but there is a chapel that's there and there's a dedicated team of folks um, that are there and they bring in. I know, for example, some of the services that I've offered, I know are a lot live streamed and made available out there and they're doing a, pheno- a phenomenal job with uh, quite a bit of participation in a beautiful mcgregor chapel out in the field so shout out to uh to the mobilization uh team and the i know uh chaplain hernandez i know uh, does a lot of work uh, around the mobilization side of things so that's that's huge and now i want to touch on something i know that uh, you are very passionate about and that's volunteer opportunities um, <laughs> so are there volunteer opportunities for um for individuals who want to get more involved in the religious support office and the chapel communities that we've just discussed in great length.
1: Yes, absolutely, sir. Right. So we're always, we always want volunteers. We always need volunteers. You always hear people ask for volunteers and yet we never seem to have quite enough volunteers. Uh, and so there are millions of volunteer opportunities available, uh, for in-person and for virtual programming. Right. So, um, it's it's important if you feel called to that to, not to be afraid to step up. If you're in a chapel community or want to serve a chapel community, um, talk to the pastor of that chapel community and say, "Hey, I want to volunteer. Even if you don't know what capacity it is, we can use you in somewhere." And there's, you know particularly for religious education you're know, always looking for people to, to teach but even outside of religious education um, there are those people in the background who you know maybe you don't like to be seen right um, that's okay we need people to set up and we need people to tear down um, you know we need people to to uh, to do those things that need to be done that nobody sees right? <laughs> to make our, our services great our events great um, and so there's uh, just a myriad of, of volunteer opportunities within the chapel communities um, one of the things that's that's beautiful about that is that you know if you're you're stuck in that like I was for many many years of my life as a as a young soldier I didn't really know where I belonged, you know, and it was kind of, you know, you find yourself doing things you didn't really ever want to do, but you find yourself in those, those kind of positions. And these chapel communities are really there to, to, to get you participating, um, to, to get you out of yourself uh, and into something a little bit bigger, right? To exist for the good of someone else, um, which is, is beautiful, right? We have a phenomenal opportunity to volunteer as a distinctive religious group leader, right? Uh, and so, you know, right now, um, we don't have anybody to lead a Hindu service, right? Um, or uh, for that matter, we don't have anyone to lead a Muslim service. So there's opportunities that if you you feel the call to, to say, hey, there's a need, I need to, to lead people, um, and I'm, I'm not afraid of that, uh, to step up, right? If you see the need and the people need it, you know, and you're a shining example of that, sir. Right? Um, so within the congregations, but also um, within the units, right? So maybe you're down there in in the line units, far away on the very eastern side of, of East Bliss, right? And and as you're out there, uh, you see a need. You know, you see you have a group of people that want to get together. Maybe they would need a Bible study. Maybe. They're not religious, and they just want to study about, you know, some kind of like values, right? Um, so there are those opportunities to lead those those things. The resources are available. Um, don't be afraid to step up and do that um, for children's ministry, right? Which this is what we're always looking for. We're always looking for someone to to volunteer to to teach our children, right? Um, an important part of taking care of our our soldiers' families when they're when they're deployed. Um, so this requires a background check, right, to, to be able to do, um, but it's a, you know, it's phenomenally a, a beautiful, a beautiful thing, right? Um, and if you're a little bit bit shaky on, on wanting to volunteer with kids, uh, I tell you, once you've done it, once you've looked into their little eyes and they've looked it back at you with that, you know, wow, you know, you taught me something, you're hooked. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's how I got hooked. <laughs> it's, um and then I just wanted to touch real quick on this this thing called VEMUS, right? Um, for some people it's a curse word, for others it's heaven, right? But the Volunteer Management Information System, what a great way to document your volunteer hours, right? And your volunteer agreement forms, right? Um, so when you get those volunteer hours in, you put those in, uh, it's documented, it follows you wherever you go in the army. So you don't have to reach back and try to get memorandums from the, the last post you were at. Um, which helps us right. Get that. that Everybody's after this, right. The military outstanding volunteer service medal. Right. And so by being able to, to, uh, to log those hours in, uh, you know, uh, and record them, hopefully we can get more people to, to get the, I know there's, there's thousands of people that probably deserve that every year that don't get it because we, the hours haven't been captured.
0: I'm so glad you're touching on that. Um, and I agree that, uh, Aside for the, uh, the fulfillment that you have um, when, uh, when volunteering and, and serving um, in these communities, uh, certainly you get something back. Um, certainly uh, you, you, you feel that rush, you feel that high. Um, but also, again, there are opportunities for recognition, um, but also around the networking piece. When you arrive on a new installation um, and you are looking to get to know people, people that have a common denominator a common theme with you that also care about that service in let's say the catholic community um then there's no better way than to volunteer and step up and do that and i will say this that again uh the director of religious education who happens to be sitting across from me over here will walk you through that process uh to make sure that uh, while it can sound intimidating uh to learn what you need to learn and the background check and all the steps that might be necessary again the religious support office director of religious education will help you in that process and I I, I absolutely, as uh, everybody tuning in surely can tell, I'm very passionate about this. And I can tell you that arriving here, it feels like I've been here for ages because I've I've, I've gotten pretty heavily involved. It really has been um, because I've stepped up and I, there's not a single day that goes by, usually not an hour that goes by without uh, being in touch with the team at the religious support office. And again, they make it very easy and it is so rewarding. It's become a huge part of my service, huge part of my, my response responsibilities and i i couldn't be more grateful for that opportunity so if you have that call to serve whether again you're in one of the low density faith groups i know the religious support office needs you um but also if you just want to you know spend an hour or two a week to be involved in like you said behind the scenes or front and center those opportunities are available and i uh in a moment will encourage our listeners to get in touch with you and your team um, mr mccarthy but on a lighter note um we talked about sort of getting out of your shell and so on so outside of the uh rso what is that one hidden gem of a resource you've been here on fort bliss for a little while now that more people should learn about um on fort bliss or perhaps across
1: el paso yeah so you know i, I had to give this some thought the one hidden gem that's that's out there and i would say you know in kind of going back to the the last uh topic that we talked about with the, with the volunteering you know it, the gym is really people, right? It's really the people, uh, and you talked—you hit a point where you said talk about networking, right? Um, and and that's so important uh, to to get out and to meet people and to see people because the solution to your problems is there. You know, it's it's in talking to people and in in, in getting out. Um, it, it really is, uh, and that opportunity is there. So you know, there there are two types of people that are 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 beautiful and essential. Um, one are the people in need, right? The people who who generate the the the, the desire to to do something more. And then the people that answer those needs right um so you have the the people that, that need the service or need the the education and those people that, that step up and do that and so you know i think that's the you know, that's that's the gem um in the uh was it ar 165-1 uh, that talks about the uh yes. The chaplain corps, <laughs> right? Uh, one of the things it talks about is that the garrison chaplain and the religious support office, it can't function, right, without the support of the people. Um, it, it, with the programs that we have are only as good as the people that, that come forward and, and, and push them forward, right? Um, and I had a, a wise old lieutenant colonel who looked me in the eye one day and said, McCarthy, don't worry about what people are going to do, if they're going to do what you say they're to do or not. Point them in a direction and you'll be surprised at what they come up with. Right.
0: Hidden gem is the people. I love that. That's fantastic. So no doubt all of our listeners are furiously nodding their heads and trying to uh, rapidly get online and Google, but they don't need to Google because I know we've got some contact information for them. So where should people go to learn more about the Religious Support Office um, and uh, all of these volunteer opportunities? And, I mean, we've shared a, a wealth of information. Where can they learn more?
1: Right. So the the best place to go online is the uh, the uh, Religious Support Office faith facebook page so if you just go to google and google fort bliss religious support office spell it out don't put rso um you'll get something else right fort bliss religious support office um it'll bring up the facebook page um and you log on And uh basically every opportunity that we have is listed on that facebook page so the services the religious education opportunities are all listed there um Including as we go through the throughout the year, um, you know when holidays come up like Easter or you know Christmas or whatever's coming along, um, those holidays hours are also posted there as well. Um, so everything is is right there. Um, if you want to talk to a person, uh, you can call the religious support office directly. Their number is nine one five five six eight one five one nine. Um, if you have a question about volunteering, or any question for that matter, please feel free to give me a call. That's uh, Mike McCarthy. Uh, my number is 915-569-5721, and I look forward to hearing from you.
2: Alrighty, um, my name is Specialist Elijah Green. I'm with 40th BEB Engineer, and I'm a 25 Quebec.
0: Awesome. So, to get started, uh, let's talk about operation ironclad okay what does ironclad mean to you in terms of being a soldier assigned here on fort bliss and uh, as part of first armor division
2: um operation ironclad to me is is about inclusion you know uh getting together with your battles whether whether that be because in my eyes you can have a battle buddy um in the civilian world or in in the military you know just because we have a a uniform on doesn't necessarily mean that it's just secluded to us. A battle buddy can just be a friend who's just, you know, there for you, pretty much. And that is really showing, especially in my unit, um that anyone can be there for you and actually let's include each other in what's going on. Like if you have an issue, let me know. If you don't feel comfortable, you know, these are the avenues that we can take and just trying to help one another out, you know, feel included, and show each other the different avenues, I guess you would say, of what what necessary precautions we need to take, just to better the armed forces in, in
0: general. So where else have you been in the Army so far? Um,
2: So started off in basic at Fort Jackson, and after that I went to Fort Gordon, came to fort bliss right afterwards and then went to camp beer in kuwait and that's pretty much everywhere well no i did i did spend about a month or so at aj while i was over there but and eh, not not too bad and hot over there hot over here you know but it's pretty much everywhere i've been so far
0: so you've been in the army for a relatively short period of time, and you uh, and you almost immediately deployed. Yeah. And uh, we were talking <laughs> offline a little bit about that, but Operation Ironclad was introduced while you were while you were deployed. Mm. How have you seen the difference uh, that it's made? What change have have you seen in your formation since Operation Ironclad was introduced? Um, a lot of inclusion
2: um, and just dissemination of information you know uh so before like uh so coming up through ait and things like that you know we we talk about eo sharp and everything like that and it wasn't so prominent i guess you would say but after and especially in in kuwait i remember Sitting down, I, I just got off a 12-hour shift, and all of a sudden, my, my NCO, he comes up and he starts talking to me, and then he says, hey, like, I'm going to send you home now, and, and six hours come back. I'm like, okay, cool, what's going on? And after I get back, he's talking to us about, you know, the new changes that the Army's making, and he's telling us about what's going on. He says, yeah, we're going to have a foundational readiness for this, like, tomorrow so we're all going through the process and we're you know trying to understand what's going on because it's new it's new to me and it wasn't that it wasn't bad starting off because it was really him disseminating information to us like letting us know like okay you guys like this is the avenue that we can take and i really appreciate that because as far as in my formations are concerned we're all really taking the necessary steps and trying to build a camaraderie like um for myself especially like i remember because of um you know the the uh sequences with eo and things like that i was able to get the information that i needed to even get my religious accommodation um i remember going through that process and how inclusion really helps so because coming back from kuwait coming back over here all everyone on rear d is seeing this random specialist with who's growing locks, so I'm, I'm getting a lot of questions about that, like, hey, are you allowed to have that? And things like that, so it, it really just gave me the opportunity to say, hey, you know, the Army's doing something different. We're all being able to you know, follow our religious beliefs and things like that, so it really just allowed people to open up and bring in new light, and it brings another level of diversity to the equation. There's never just one way to skin a cat, so I believe that it's always good to have diversity because you can get the job done more efficiently.
0: And as an individual, as a leader, because Operation Unclad is not about rank, Mm -hmm. it's about every soldier, as you just said, doing the right thing. How have you internalized it and how have you been able to pay it forward just in creating a culture or environment of civility, dignity, and respect for everyone around you? Right, so...
2: FOR MYSELF, ESPECIALLY, I TRY TO TAKE INTO CONSIDERATION WHAT EVERY SOLDIER IS GOING THROUGH, YOU KNOW? SO IF A SOLDIER COMES TO ME AND THEY'RE LIKE, HEY, YOU KNOW, uh, SPECIAL SCREEN, I'M GOING THROUGH uh, such and such and such and such, you know, I'll take it into consideration every day, like whether we're in the mortar pool, whether we have a setup going on, and I'll kind of, you know, disseminate, I'll take it upon myself to disseminate the information to my chain. That way, you know, I'll tell the soldier, hey, like, if anyone has a problem or anyone has something to say to you, Um, Cause I know like fresh out of AIT I was the same way you know the NCO or someone of higher rank comes to me you know I'm shutter shocked you know so I tell them you know come talk to me about it I'll go talk to them I'll kind of let them know like hey this is what this soldier's going through you know kind of can we kind of you know dial it back you know and if it's something goes wrong you know I'll deal with it I'll go talk to them just kind of trying to be there for the individual because What I realized is when you actually take that individual's needs into perspective, it kind of opens them up a little bit more. It's kind of like breaking the ice so that they have that better functionality with their other battles and they get the job done more efficiently. When they feel as if someone cares about them, in turn, they care about their job a lot more.
0: So speaking about individuality, so let's talk about you. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, family, and uh, just being here in El Paso?
2: Um, Well, okay, so I come from Sumter, South Carolina, a small town, Uh, everyone knows everyone, and I went, like I said earlier, through basic at Fort Jackson, went to Fort Gordon, for AIT, and came here to Fort Bliss Recently, I got engaged and am now in the process of getting married here very, very soon to my lovely wife, soon to be. Um, I am currently, as far as I'm tracking, as far as the, uh, the chaplain court tells me, On Fort Bliss, the only person allowed to wear the uniform and grow locks out under the order of the Nazarene. So that was very big for me. I pride myself on kind of being there for all my battle buddies and trying to, you know, have interdependent thinking skills and teach them how to have those same skills, you know, like, and just kind of being open with everyone. You know, I, I don't like just being shut off But if it's a situation to where the job has to get done, I'll kind of, you know, let someone know, like, hey, we have to get this done. Give me a minute, I'll definitely be back. You know, I don't just shrug shrug people off. And I kind of enjoyed that a lot, you know, being that type of person to where, hey, I know I can come talk to him whenever I need it. Even if he's busy, he'll still make some sort of time, whether it's now or later, I will know for a fact he'll make that type of time. And I just enjoy that a lot. I appreciate what the Army's done, as far as, you know, kind of gearing me towards people a lot more than what I would have been before I came here. And it has a lot of opportunities that I'm happy to say I can show people where to go for, so.
0: Outside of work, outside of the Army, uh, what are some of the hobbies that you have and some of the fun things that you've done while uh, while assigned here at Fort Bliss? Um,
2: so, outside of the Army, I love to read. Um, and I love to help others as far as like, you know, uh, business things. Uh, one of the things that even drew me to the Army is that the Army really has a lot of opportunities, whether that's you um, going out and learning something and getting a certification for it, or just building those. Uh, those life skills from gleaming from an NCO or an officer, you know, you meet a lot of people. And so outside the Army, I take that back home all the time, because um, my fiance, soon to be wife, she is a business owner and I help her with a lot of different things in her business, coaching her, um, and just really just the entrepreneurial standpoint i love the fact that the army really builds those disciplinary skills inside of you so that you can hit that road on uh, put this with the straight shot you know you're going to have those bumps in the roads all the time um i love hiking sometimes i love uh, i love running i love uh, physical fitness is a big thing for me because i feel like um, once you get yourself in that frame of mind to where hey it's just a mental game. It's just a mental game every day. You can kind of push yourself through anything. Every day is what you make it from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to bed. And you only have 24 hours in a day, and everyone is slotted those same 24 hours. So, It's what you make of it that's really important. So
0: So I know you mentioned you like working out. Are there any uh, favorite gyms here on post uh, that you've been able to take advantage of? Uh, so. I've been to Soto
2: Gym a couple times before I went to um, Kuwait. And then coming back, I haven't been able to go, sadly, as sadly. But all my friends are still going. They're still telling me, like, yo, when are you going to go back to Soto Gym? It's awesome. You need to go back. But um, so the Soto Gym's my favorite. They have um, down at the barracks, I know a bunch of my buddies will do, like, a Sometimes we'll do uh, PT on the basketball court, just like uh, running suicides and things like that. We'll run the hill right on the other side in East Bliss. Uh, there's like a, a mound of just dirt, so we'll run. We'll run up and down that. Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much how it goes for me myself at least on Fort Bliss.
0: Any other uh, facilities on Fort Bliss that you've taken advantage of, or events that you've been able to attend?
2: Uh, so. I was looking forward to more with the BOSS program actually so we recently in my company alone we went paintballing with BOSS and it was really really fun uh, it was a, a moment of and we had a great cohesive effort um, from our specialist Maine she actually helped out a lot with that She's over the BOSS program as far as our company is concerned. We all go to her. And so when she set it up, it was really interesting because it kind of happened out of the blue. Like, she, she gave us a heads up, heads up, but I don't think anyone really paid attention to because we were like, we're going paintballing, that's our place of duty, I don't believe it's gonna happen. And then when it happened, like, the next day, the day before actually, we got in a group chat, they were like, hey, remember, show up to this place at this time, this is your place of duty, come in civilians. So when we got there, it was really, it was really great. We had food, we had drinks, um, and we had foundational readiness out there, so I li- really love the way that uh, Fort Bliss's boss program is really like including learning about Ironclad and fi- foundational readiness and different things on Fort Bliss, while still building that team cohesion outside of it, and just different things like that. I feel as if that's really, really needed. So, I love that.
0: Outside of the gates of Fort Bliss, have you been able to uh, to check out uh, Greater El Paso? Um with any fun activities or any fun foods?
2: So, I love the food here. Uh, There's this place, um, uh, my fiance loves going there, she she calls it, no, it's called Chico's Tacos. She loves it, I forget exactly where it is, but amazing food, amazing food. And then she loves, uh, we love to go by Twin Peaks, sometimes we'll catch a drink here and there or well, will um before especially before the whole COVID situation was really going on and we were able to you know go places that was a big thing for us and uh, there's another place it's off of montana it's called 365 really good food really good food uh it's more spanish caribbean food but they're still amazing i, I get the plantain uh appetizer all the time when when I go even if I had to get it to go I'm like hey make sure you get me plantains fried plantains um outside of that we love to go hiking hiking like I said hiking is a big thing for us uh, top golf is out here we have a skydiving place out here uh it's, it's really really interesting El Paso really has a lot of stuff to do for no matter what what you lo- what you really like I like um music they have a lot of record shops out here a lot of different um festivals come out here a lot so it all really just depends on what you're into but they really have something for everyone no matter who you are yeah, they have like uh, like different type of comic-cons out here they have like free free comic book day different a lot of different stuff that I've heard about that I wouldn't have found while in South Carolina on the East Coast so I like it what are some
0: of your future goals or aspirations?
2: So future goals, um, right now I'm currently working on different certifications uh, for the Army. The Army provides the opportunity. And so like I tell all my soldiers, I always let them know like, hey, if the Army's gonna provide you an opportunity, take it. You know, always take that opportunity that the Army provides you, especially if if you're chosen for it, because obviously you were chosen for a reason. Uh, So right now I would like to get a couple different certifications, really use that the opportunity for education, uh, seeing as though all of my chain of command are really big on education, like get your education no matter what, every chance you get. So I would like to take those different certs, um, help my fiance get through school, and really just see what the Army prov- provides for me in the long term, whether I become a civilian or, or make this a full career. You know, the Army has really taught me to weigh my options, you know, and look at life not as a glass half full, but a glass half, a glass half empty, but a glass half full, you know, really see where I can go from here and take every day at a time, you know, so those are a couple of my goals for now, you know, just kind of piecing it together
0: and when you eventually take this uniform off which we all will is there a particular job or career that you eventually want to retire from um so i'd i'd probably
2: move in the aspect of like my dad so my dad my father he owns um he owns a business so I probably I might use those aspects learn what I can uh, as far as like you know how to be a leader and not a follower teaching people to lead and things like that I might just go the business route depending on how things work you know and continue to strive in those aspects I might take over the family business it it all just depends on where I go. Like I said, I'm taking every day at a time and trying to see how things flow.
0: Okay, so finally, um, do you have any words of advice on Operation Ironclad or for soldiers that uh, that might be watching uh, about how to be the best soldier, how to be the best soldier on Fort Bliss? Um, what recommendations do you have? So really not only just take the opportunities
2: that are handed to you, but don't be afraid to you know speak up you know like if there's if there's an issue most of their chain of command will have an open door policy and do you have uh, like the chaplains or anyone that you can talk to if you have an issue with something don't be afraid to speak up it's not bad to go get help there's nothing wrong with going to get help even if it's just a simple conversation like hey i'm having a really really rough day because at the end at the end result you don't want your rough day to correlate into work, you know? The Army has a lot of people in it, a lot of diversity with a lot of different gifts, but the last time I checked, none of us were telepaths just yet. So we can't read your mind, but it would help if you talk to us because now we can make inferences, observations to help you get to where you need to be in the Army, whether that be short-term or long-term. There's help out there. Just make sure that you use the help especially with the program that we have going on operation ironclad there is help you all provide di- you all we provided different avenues don't be afraid to take those avenues don't be afraid
0: is there anything that i've missed that you want to add or touch on um no honestly
2: honestly everything is is was okay i love the fact that we talked about uh, the advice I could give so that's the biggest thing because every single day like even currently um, I see and I talk to people every day, especially when they see me with, with my hair, with growing my locks. They start asking me questions. And after they ask me those questions, you know, I'll ask them, I'll engage into the conversation. And they tell me a lot, like, oh, I didn't know that, or I just don't know where to go, and things like that. And I'll and I tell them, well, how, ask them really, how long have you been going through this? And they're like, oh, like a month or two or three months. I'm like, you didn't think to ask for help? And it's like, well, I just didn't want to be rejected. You know, and that's a that's a big thing that I that I see is like junior enlisted soldiers. They get they feel as if if they go to their chain of command, they're gonna get rejected or their chain of command isn't gonna care. And I always have to remind them like it's it never hurts to ask. You know, because you never know what can happen. Whether that person in your chain of command is gonna get to you now or later. You know, it's you still ask. So they'll either give you the avenue to go to or they'll help you find it themselves always ask and so that's the biggest thing for me just getting soldiers what they need the care that they need
0: um, i'm inspired and i hope all of our listeners are inspired as well so again thank you very much you've been listening to the iron soldier podcast where we always share all of the resources and uh so just to introduce you to some outstanding people doing outstanding things and uh, greatly appreciate you coming on and that's a wrap for us so again make sure you subscribe rate review and share um wherever you might be listening to this show and um, we'll be back with another episode real shortly